listening to a podcast from Light FM. It's the Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning, and we are catching up with Music Travel Love, who are brothers Bob and Clint Moffat. You remember them, of course, also from the Moffats' '90s band, super popular. Thanks for joining us, guys. First, it's been around like three decades since you first started out in music. First, of course, as the Moffats, even before that in country music. Uh, before heading into pop, now as the duo Music Travel Love, how different has it been for you to experience music now? Compared to then, let's start with um Bob. Yeah, so the difference between our experience with music now than with the Moffats, I would say that the difference is just uh, you know age, you know, and your under our, our understanding of music. My understanding of music has has evolved, I think, in the way that I you know listen to it and also create it. I think it's that's a really good question. I think that over the last you know four or five years as a musician and artist, I've understood more so how to live inside of the music. Mm. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing. I think uh, when I was a younger, when I was playing drums and I was a younger artist, I always wanted to be on top of it. And so there was kind of a fight between, well, why doesn't that sound right? You know, I, I would always want it to sound a specific way. And then I guess later in my life, I realized great music is when you're living and or the musician is living within inside of the music. And so I think that that's been the, uh, the biggest, you know. Well, that's really nice. I've never lesson. heard it explained that way and described that way before, that you live inside the music now. That's, that's a really good way to explain it. Like It makes me understand much better, actually. Clint, what, what do you think? What's your thought on this? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, musically, you're just always trying to, you know, understand it more and understand you know things that are challenging to you and you know try to to conquer it and then move on to the next thing so it's it's never music has just been a a constant journey of learning and understanding but as far as the industry goes you know it's a very different industry and it's Mm. i'm assuming that it's always been like that you know the for every generation you know it's just moving forward and, and you're just seeing things change but i do think that the age of social media and technology mm. and all AI and all this stuff that's coming, you know, it's just moving a lot faster, I think, than it did now because of, of technology. Because social media allows your audience and your listeners to get closer to you, do you find that comes with some good as well as bad, um, Clint? Yeah, I definitely think there's positives and negatives to it all. I mean, you know, the technology is an amazing thing. It's an amazing tool and it can be used to do amazing things. But obviously, you know, with like anything, you know, it depends on whose hands you put it into, you know, can not be as positive. But I do think that, you know, from an independent artist standpoint, right? you know, social media has given us a lot. It's been really positive for us because we've been able to, you know, find a really big audience that we never would have been able to do had we not had social media, you know, we'd had to a really big touring act, you know, just done, you know, two, 300 shows a year to to get into finding that audience and create the word of mouth that we've been able to do through social media. So yeah, it's been an amazing tool for us. Yeah. With about 5 million people following you right now on, on YouTube. That's an amazing achievement. Uh, uh, Bob, what do you think is the most positive thing about social media to you? I think the most positive thing is that, you know, if you're an artist, whether you're in music or a comedian or you're a, a podcaster or whatever you want to be, really, truly, I think that the Internet and social media has opened up that door to where there are no limitations. You know, there's no gatekeepers anymore. There's no, mm. you know, record. I mean, there are record labels, but there's nobody that's out there saying, hey, you know what? You're in the club. You're right. you, you're automatically in the club if you have content that you have that you're willing to put out there and share it with the fans. Right. And if you work hard enough and you're consistent, 
anybody can can make it in any field with right. uh, with social media. So I think that that's a really positive thing. And we've got more coming up with music, travel, love on Light FM. We all know that you were a part, both of you still are in fact a part of the Moffats with all four brothers, but which do you prefer when it comes to travelling? As a duo or as a foursome of Moffats? Let's start with Bob. I would say, you know, Clint and I have worked really hard at, you know, developing a relationship that I think there's a reason why we've been in a band together for most of our life is because we've, you know, we've had ups and downs, but we've really learned how to surrender our ego when we need to. So I think that that is a loaded question. I, I think they're both very different. I really, I enjoy both of them for different reasons. So I wouldn't say that one of them is better. I think they're just different. You know, the one that I have with Clint is more consistently good just because we've developed a relationship like that with the Moffats, the four brothers. I mean, it can be, it can be chaos and it can be, it can be great. It can be fun. It can be, you know, all the, all of it. So yeah. uh, it really just depends, but they're both different. Right. Clint, what, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think that right now, like uh, we're in a nice place as far as, you know, our daily lives because we have families and we definitely enjoy being home and creating and kind of working on our own schedule. So I would say at this point in my life, I really enjoy the schedule that Music Travel Love you know, it gives us the opportunity to have, which we're not at anybody's, you know, we don't need to really do anything that anybody asks us to do. It's really up right. to us. And, and if we really want to do it, we'll do it. So that's kind of nice, especially when you have kids and, you know, you're, right. you're married. You know, it's kind of, you want to spend more time with your family. So that's been really nice. But most of the memories that I have with the Moffats were when I was younger and I loved all of them. You know, they were such a, you know, you're just growing, you're yet, you're just a kid, you know, and you're yeah. going through your child, you know, years and then your teenage years. And so all those were with the Moffats. And so, right. yeah, I mean, just an amazing, really had an amazing time. I love that answer because we all appreciate family, but at the same time, of course, we do our own thing as well. And and your answer reminds me of how, like, when people ask me if, you know, I prefer my brother or my sister. And of course, when people ask me, I say I love them both. But behind closed doors, I'll be honest, I like my sister way more. Like, that's just the, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Sometimes there's a sibling that's easier to work with too. You know? Yes, and she cooks better as well in my case. So, um, <laughs> being a part of now music travel, love, love the music videos. I tell you, one of my favorite songs that you've covered is Alabama's. Um, oh, I forgot. I'm in a hurry. Yes, yes, I love that song so much. And um, starting cool. in 2018, you released this series of traveling music videos as a part of Music Travel Love. Now, you've gained like millions of followers and subscribers. How did you come up with this like concept behind this idea behind Music Travel Love, Clint? You know, it was sort of just, it kind of kind of came out of the air, to be honest with you. And, mm -hmm. you know, we Bob and I had been working as songwriters in Nashville for probably almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. And we had been making independent records, trying to get a record deal, trying to pitch our music to artists and record labels. And we were just, you know, getting met with kind of closed doors. We weren't getting any interest in that way. And it's right. a difficult business, but uh, we were giving it our all. And I was about ready to have my first kid, my first boy. And we, Bob and I were just driving around one day and we said, do we want to do this? Is this really what we want to do? Do we want to make another record and try to convince a label to sign us and then go on the road for 350 out of the 365 days out of the year? Right. And and play shows, and that really really kind of set the tone for us. That wasn't something we wanted to do, especially having a, me having a kid. Right, right. And so we said, you know, I think one of us said, you know, what is what is it that we want to do? We want to make music. We want to travel. Travel's always been a big part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And then 
the love aspect was just spending time with our family, like taking the time to make trips, taking the time to enjoy our days and our time. And so music travel love was kind of born out of that. Right. And we just had this idea that kind of came to us. Why don't we just set up a studio outside and like in front of a beautiful background and record music. Right. And it just sort of kind of happened. And then we got the gear we needed to make it happen. We tested it out. We went out, found some beautiful locations and just took a dream and made it a reality. And that's kind of the cool thing is it's it's just like anything. By the way, you mentioning Alabama, which is a country band, which is cool that that's one of your favorite songs because we grew up on country music. Yeah. And there's been so many country songs that have influenced us in our songwriting, in our singing, in pretty much every aspect of what we do. Country music's at the root of it. And so we're actually starting a brand new channel called Down on the Farm. Oh. And it's really going to be just paying homage to country music because wow. a lot of the stuff that we do on Music Travel Love is, you know, it's love songs and it's yeah. also universal messages and things of that nature. But there's an entire genre of music that would probably work on Music Travel Love. Wow. But we kind of wanted to sort of do something different and pay homage to the industry that we, we were a part of at the beginning and also to all the songwriters and the artists that we grew up listening to. So definitely check it out. Bob, tell us about how you choose these locations when you want to do the filming is there like a, a checkbox of things that you need to be able to take off before you decide on where you're going to shoot or is it just where you happen to be at that point well yeah i mean a lot of the time it does just you know stem from where we're at we try to find beautiful places wherever we are there's beautiful places everywhere so um it's really somewhat challenging to find you know great backgrounds because sometimes you know something might not read read as well as you think it would mm. you know on camera mm. So, but we've found that, you know, simple, sometimes just the simple location can, can sometimes just be just as nice as something crazy. For us, there's certain places in the, in the world that would be super bucket list places. Like we've always stopped playing in front of the pyramids in Egypt would be insane. Right. Um, but, but there are certain locations that, you know, would be very cool. We haven't yet done one in, in Malaysia, which is, is a place we'd really love to. You got to do it. You got to do it. We got to do that. Um, but there's so many places we'd love to love to visit and showcase. But we just pick them as we go. There's an argument going on in some of your um, comments below your videos. People argue whether or not you're recording it live right there or whether it's recorded in the studio and then done there. It, it works either way because not every music video is sung live, obviously. So uh, is yeah. it a mixture of each? Is it one in particular? Well, How does we, it work? When we first started, we had everything to record. We did it, you know, we had the entire system. We had even a, uh, a wireless battery that could power up our laptop and power up everything and we had it, uh, the entire rig working perfectly right but we realized really quickly that you're running into a lot of issues when you're outside especially right. when you're dealing with different type of like wind and things of that nature and also just just right. timing you know the, the amount of time that you've right. been given to to get this so what we kind of do is we try our best to make it feel as live as possible so when we're recording it, when we re actually are doing the recording of it, we try to make it as like it would be a live performance. Like, right. you know, we don't do a lot of like when you record records, you're doing a lot of production and you're doing a lot of processing, you know, mm -hmm. to make it sound not live. And so what we do is we try to make it as live as possible. And then we record the outside sounds of where we're at and feed that in. And so we try to make it feel like you're really there. And for us, what we do, it's not necessarily as much about it being live as much as it is making somebody have an experience when they're watching it and feel like they're there and feel like it's a relaxing environment. So right. doing it live would just cause way too much 
problems, way too many problems to do it fully live on that thing. You know? Well, the experience that you've created by watching the videos is definitely 100% beautiful and enjoyable because so many people do appreciate it. And just based on the number of people who um, comment and uh, even on your socials, it's proven right there that, that you're doing it right. What are some of the behind the scenes things that didn't make it onto the final uh, cut that uh, we, we definitely want to know about, like the bloopers and outtakes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely been some bloopers and outtakes. I mean, if people saw some of the, you know, getting to some of the locations, and we we have done some behind the scenes videos that showcase, you know, some of the treacherous hikes <laughs> that we that we've had to take. We did one in, in the Philippines where we walked probably, I, I guess it'd probably be two or three hours, you know, Whoa. and it was hot, and Whoa. we had to walk up, you know, in in into the trees and then this down this you know little valley area and then find this waterfall right by the time we got there we're just absolutely soaked and drenched and sweating like crazy um <laughs> but there's been a lot there's been a lot of great memories you know we, we when we were in um emerald lake in lake tahoe it was just freezing and we were falling into the snow because the snow is probably you know six seven feet deep and we right. couldn't get to the location very easily so they all have their you know i i find that walking away from it the ones that are the most challenging are are in some regard the most rewarding because you kind of you remember what it took to kind of get it. Right. So. That's also a testament to like how much effort you put into it because like you said, you put so much effort just yeah. to get to the location and you're it's, right. with all that beauty, you're panting, you're like trying to catch your breath and then it's time to shoot and you're like, okay guys, get it together. It's time to, to look like it's effortless <laughs> exactly. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As Music Travel Love, you've covered so many songs, right? From the 80s and 90s, which of course are songs that we play here, including one of the most requested songs is actually by the Moffats that we still play right now Miss You Like Crazy and soon we'll be playing more oh, of awesome. the Music Travel Love songs tell us about which song that comes to mind right now that you could listen to like a million times if you had to that's from either the 80s or the 90s uh, 80s or 90s let's start with Clint from the a million times I would say between Brian Adams and George Strait I could probably listen to either one of those artists a million times and not wow. get worn out I would say I'd probably lean a little more to George Strait right oh, what about you Bob I mean we have very similar tastes so I would agree as I get older my musical tastes do change a little bit. I would say right now, if I was to throw something on, I'd probably throw something on by like James Taylor or Brian Adams is 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 a constant. You know, he's got a nice voice and just soothing music. So yeah, I'll just I'll stick with that. Which Brian Adams song? I like, honestly, I like Christmas music. Like oh. yeah, Christmas music. Happy uh, music. Happy music. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very calm and and puts you in a good mood, you know, good spirit. Heaven by Brian Adams would obviously be one of them. Mm. God, there's just so many though. Like, I mean, really, he's that whole Reckless album is pretty great. With a guy like George Strait, I would say I Get Carried Away would be in there. Baby Blue, all those. Do you know who George Strait is? Oh, yeah, it's um, Country. Yes. You know George Strait? Okay, great, man. You're yeah. going to like this new channel. <laughs> All right, you we're might, looking forward to it. subscribe to it. We've right. covered our first song that we've covered is a song by Toby Keith. Toby Keith just recently passed away, oh, uh, unfortunately. So... Right, right. Uh, but he was a, a great artist that we were label mates with in the early 90s. We right. were on the same label and so we met like him a couple a tribute times. To him? And, yes. It's going to be a tribute to him, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
another thing to look forward to would be um your upcoming show in KL actually. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I mean, we haven't played in in KL in in a long long time. I remember doing that with the Moth. It's probably back in 98 or 99, I'm assuming. But, you know, we're just looking forward to, you know, we don't do a lot of touring, you know, to be able to get get out there and and meet the fans is always a special thing because with without our fans, you know, we really we're not able to do what we do. You know, every, everything that we're doing right now is because we have people that listen to our music, stream our music and support what we do. So, we're going to be doing a lot of meet and greets and signing autographs and that's going to be fun to be able to kind of be face to face with our fans and and, and say hello and, and tell them how much we appreciate their support so we're excited man we can't wait to play do you have anything to add to that clint no i agree with bob you know it's you know it's always a nice thing to be able to connect in that different way with our with the people that listen to our music and and doing it live you know there's a different there's definitely a different energy to it you know it's uh but it's still i would agree it's just there's something about live that's just a wonderful experience right yeah yeah so it's april 20th and it's going to be at the zep uh kuala lumpur theater and um yeah it's going to be great so there's still some tickets available if you haven't grabbed one you know make sure you do it's it's going to be great to see everybody and i'm sure there's a lot of fans who cannot wait to be there as well and speaking of your shows Last question for you is you've been performing so long both of you have been doing this for decades already do you have like a, a ritual that you do before you get on stage or before you do any performance is it something that you is that is there a prayer is there something that you like to like you know do a, a circle what is any ritual or some sort of thing that you do before you perform every single time I would probably say if there's anything would be maybe a little stretching a little stretching to sort of like just sort of relax the muscles and relax the body but just kind of maybe maybe a little uh, fist pump between Bob and I <laughs> I mean I remember and I, and I'll, I'll add to this I Clint actually kind of you know helped me a little bit in, in regards to how to look at performing uh, from when we did this show in Manila with the Moffats and I, I always think about this before I go on stage because every time you know when I was younger before I, I go on stage, you know, if I had any nerves or I'd be always, you know, thinking about, you know, you're thinking about yourself, really. Right. I was when I was a kid. Right. I'd be thinking about myself, you know, I hope I don't mess up. I hope I don't blah, 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 all right. this kind of stuff. And I think now I just remind myself to not think about myself, to think about the people that are there. And and I think once you transition that thought from yourself right. to the people that are in the stands or in the seats, you're going to perform better because it's you're giving to them as opposed to being concerned about you know yourself and i think that's ultimately um the best way to approach it and it can actually help with nerves or it can help with any of that kind of stuff because when you take that off the plate right you don't have to deal with that anymore so well that's great to know because that's exactly what now everyone will be picturing and having in their heads before you come out for that show in KL and we can't wait to see you then thank you so much to both of you thank you to Clint thank you to Bob for joining us today and uh see you when you get here to KL Absolutely, awesome, man. Thank, thank you so much. much. All right, it was let's... a pleasure talking to you, man. You got a great energy about you. Thank you. I thank you very much. Meet. It all comes from coffee. <laughs> well, we need some of that coffee. <laughs> You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.